on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with FootballScoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue. Raiders Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into the show. So the Middle Tennessee Sports Today is live and in person from Columbia, Tennessee. So excited to be here with you on this Monday as blue skies rain over us here. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Really excited about the rest of this week. Again, high school hoops action all week long. Can't beat that. We were supposed to have had baseball and softball action today, but um, field conditions weren't conducive to Columbia State playing their games against Jackson, Jackson State, which were postponed from Saturday when Field conditions were even least con- less conducive. So, yeah, um, not sure when they'll be making those up. But, again, uh, Columbia State men's slash women's or women's slash men's basketball doubleheader tonight against Volunteer State at the web. Women play at 530, men to follow. So, Should just be fun. That's worth Yeah, I'm going to try to. Swing through there and catch some of that after I get done at Columbia Central as the Lady Lions look to make their first region tournament appearance in seven years. With a win tonight, they will nail that down. Should be fun. All right, let's, uh, let's move into a little more regional sports talk as... This hour, we will get to talk a little bit about the Preds, about UT men and women, NASCAR, Deion Sanders, Jackson State, and more. Before we do that, though, we have to bring in, as we do every Monday at this time, the voice of the Blue Raiders, Mr. 
Chip Walters, brought to you by the law offices of Blake Kelly. Specializing in accident and injury law, give him a call, 615-305-4539, or find his Facebook or Instagram page. Chip, welcome in. How's it going? How you doing, boys? Better than we were. <laughs> and Chris sounded like it was a chore bringing me on. So no, he did say we okay. have to. Yeah, well, yeah he did. did yeah, yeah. I, you know. I caught that too. Well, it wasn't no. a chore. It's just we have to do it because otherwise this segment wouldn't be near as good. Oh, oh, wow! There's a nice bailout. Hey, <laughs> I've I've done my fair share of that. Chip, um, it, it kind of felt like a football weekend for you, I imagine, from the standpoint that you had wow. nothing to do. Wow, it was, you know, it was kind of crazy. Uh, it, we had a lot to do, and then all of a sudden nothing to do. Uh, because, I mean, we were supposed to have had basketball on Friday and Saturday. Women were going to go on the – well, they, then first of all, they pushed it all back to Saturday, Sunday, and the women were actually going to fly down to Louisiana Tech. They were going to charter down there on Saturday morning and play a 6 o'clock game and then play a Sunday game and come home. But uh, the call came from Ruston uh, sometime Friday morning. I I know they made the announcement at 10.30. And so about 9.30 or so, actually Mark Owens called me about 10.15, said, hey, get ready, this is what's about to happen. And um, so it wasn't long before that that they called from, from Ruston and said, hey, you can't get in or out of airports in either Shreveport or uh, Monroe. Monroe. And uh, the whatever, I mean, there's not a lot of ice clearing equipment in Louisiana <laughs> to start with, which, I mean, we don't have a lot here. And there's, you know, there's not a big, huge reason to in, invest in a lot of it. But, you know, down there they have even less. And apparently from what uh, we had gotten word is that uh, even what they had a lot of that had been taken out by one of the hurricanes so they were even they really hadn't been able to touch it all week and they had probably more ice than we had so airports were both socked in louisiana tech's men could not get out our women could not get in so it ended up canceling that Baseball was supposed to have started on Friday. Obviously, that could not get going until there was some major meltage, and that got started yesterday, and they made some huge strides on getting the field cleared. uh, By I saw a video that they put up on social media about 8 o'clock last night where they had gotten most of the ice off of the – and snow, whatever was left, had gotten it actually off the field – to then allow whatever water was left to hopefully get into the ground. And and the plan is to play two nines today at 3 o'clock against Oakland University. And um, they are making a two-week southern swing. There could possibly be a game tomorrow. Don't know that yet. But uh, baseball also scheduled to play Murray on Wednesday. And then they've got another MAC team coming in. Uh, over the weekend, as as uh, they we're going to end up starting out with eight straight at home uh, to start the season. So, and then they'll go the following weekend to South Alabama. So, 
I know I was over there about noon yesterday, and, and Coach Toman was absolutely chomping at the bit to uh, to uh, try to get uh, try to get the field. And he even talked about trying to play a game late last night if they could get the field in shape. But that was not going to be the case because there was too much. I mean, they had the field, they had the infield covered, but like the areas in front of the dugouts and all, they were very, very wet. They were going to have to get a lot of diamond dry on them uh, today and last night to soak up uh, some of that water. And and Chip, I would imagine shifting away from baseball for just a second this weekend was particularly frustrating for Rick Ensel and the Lady Raiders because they were off last weekend as well when they were supposed to play Marshall. Is that correct? That's correct. And, you know, they – they, uh, you know, they they find themselves now uh, just looking at the standings on the women's side. And again, you have to read the standings different this year because it's all about uh, winning percentage and uh, and not necessarily your record. But middle ten and two, they will end up if they play this weekend and make up the Marshall series. That will be fourteen of the. No, they played twelve. They will end up playing sixteen of the eighteen. Uh, right now, they're ten and two with an eighty-three point three winning percentage. Charlotte is three wins back at seven and three, and also a seventy percent winning percentage. So right now, it's starting to look like and it, that they're they're going to be able to lock up the divisional championship here pretty soon, and they will finish out with four straight at home. Um, out west, Rice is number one at nine and one. So, see, they've only played ten games, but they lead but they lead their division. Uh, over on the men's side, Middles men are in actually pretty good shape uh, to make the tournament. Uh, even though they didn't play this past weekend, FIU had another loss hung on them, which lowered their winning percentage. And uh, and and the Blue Raiders will end up number one. They will end up playing six. I mean, if you know, Nick McDevitt has been. I mean, it's he's been like the the guys on Hee Haw. You know, it's gloom, despair, and agony on me. You know, the next time he gets a, a good break will be the first time. <laughs> but they're, they they end up losing their senior day this weekend. These the Louisiana Tech games can't be made up. So uh, you're going to end up with road trips to Marshall, Old Dominion, and FAU. You're going to play six straight on the road to end, end the regular season. But, you know, you hope that you hang in there and make that uh, get, get in the conference tournament and uh, go down there and, and, you know, hopefully here over these next couple of weeks get a little more consistency going. You're going to have Donovan Sims back. Uh, you're probably going to get Jared Coleman-Jones back. You're not going to get Dontrell Schuler back, but barring any other injuries or COVID problems, you're going to have the you know big part of your team back. Sands, your leading scorer and best one-on-one defender. But that's where we are. Um, that's interesting because, you know, you say hopefully make the conference tournament because – all but two teams will make the conference tournament. Is that correct? Yes. So, the top six in each division are going to go. And I'm not sure. It'll be all based off of winning percentage. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. 
Okay. And right now, it's Middle and FIU are battling for that tournament spot. Middle has it right now. And on the on the other side, uh, Southern Miss looks to be the odd man out. Uh, well, FIU just has, you know, Western twice to end the season. No big deal. Correct. Yeah, yeah that, that's right. exactly. Hopefully, so that, 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 Western will that, take care of business. That that's part. You know, that's part. Yeah. Hopefully, Western does their thing. Western actually added a game uh, with Houston. They're playing uh, a midweek game. They just added it yesterday or the day before. But they're going to play a non-conference game against Houston. I guess they're looking to raise their net a little bit and uh, and and add a game in there. I'm glad you've caught on to net. Because my first thought was RPI, but I'm uh, uh, showing my age with that, I guess, huh? You know, I, 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 I just I caught myself actually, Mo, because I'm like you. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still, you know, an RPI kind of guy, and and you know, just about the time you start to understand it a little bit, they on, change it. On they change it <laughs> and go to this this other uh, system, you know, uh, and you know, it's. You know, apparently the RPI was starting to let the little guy get in a little bit more mm-hmm. than they wanted, so they, of course, had to go change things. <laughs> we can't let that happen. No. No doubt, no doubt. We are speaking <laughs> with the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. He is brought to you by the law offices of Blake Kelly, specializing in accident and injury law. You can find Blake on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram. Or you can just give him a call at 615 615- Three zero five four five three nine. Chip, last week you got to do something really special. Um, you were involved in the phone conversation ah. along with Brad Willis of the um, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame that informed former Blue Raider three-sport athlete Mike Caldwell, that's right. That he was going to be in their um, twenty twenty one induction class. Yeah, he was the first. uh, He was the first one to be uh, announced and in in the rollout. Uh, And you know, it really could not have worked better uh, with you know because of the way the weather was, the distance. Mike had already left Tampa. He was at home in New Jersey. Uh, it's where he lives, and after spending all that time with when he was coaching for the Jets and in Philadelphia and and all that, but uh, it it is so fun. We 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 did this last summer with the Blue Raider Hall of Fame class uh, under the guys because we'd done several webinars during you know COVID was still somewhat new and and people were kind of clamoring for some uh, some sort of uh, you know, content. And so we had put together some, you know, a couple of like lunchtime webinars and had some one, one week we had football coaches on, then we had some basketball coaches on. And then, you know, we had, uh, Chris Massaro was on all of them, I think. And, but did some other stuff with like tickets and whatever, when those kind of things came out, but we also used it, uh, invited, uh, a, a select group of former athletes to come on and just kind of, you know, under the guise of, hey, fans, you know, really want to 
you know, you y'all were some of the you know fan favorites from your time here, and just kind of talk about where you are now, and blah 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 blah. And turns out that's how we announced the Hall of Fame class at Middle. We they we got them all. That was Alicia Clark and you know that whole group that went in, which was a great class that went in last year. And uh, that's how we uh, you know that's how we got them. And when it came up about how to how to how to how to because Brad when Brad came into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame he you know he has really done a great job of elevating the visibility of of the Hall of Fame statewide and also has done a great job of of harnessing social media and all of that and uh, with with the rollouts and the surprises and all that so when it came the word came down. I was talking to Mark about it, and you know how, how do we get uh, Mike Caldwell? I said, well, let's just you know, we they had done a an interview with him prior to the Super Bowl about you know Blue Raiders in the Super Bowl. He for Tampa, and then Charvarius Ward and Darius Harris were on the Chiefs roster. So I said, why don't we just do a Super Bowl follow up, and then you know on a Zoom call and bring Brad in and let him spring the news, and that's exactly what we did, and. And it totally caught Mike off guard. But uh, what a you know what an honor and and really just uh, you know a, a a salute to a an incredibly good dude who has very quietly put together an, an outstanding you know NFL coaching career after playing eleven years in the league, and uh, which you know followed up. Uh, just a, an all-American career at middle. And, you know, Chip, you, you texted me in the middle of a show to let me know that that had gone down, and I mentioned that um, I mentioned at that time that um, Mike was a two-sport athlete at middle, it, having um, stepped in on the basketball team after one of those infamous Tennessee Tech brawls, and um, you corrected me. Well, he was a uh, he actually came to middle as a two sport athlete out of Oak Ridge, uh, and was going to play baseball. And he did play his freshman year uh, on the baseball team, uh, and then obviously was he and Kenny Tippins, uh, who also played uh, several years in the NFL with the Atlanta Falcons after uh, the uh, what was has been dubbed the melee in Murfreesboro uh, between Middle and Tech. And, and uh, I was actually sitting in the stands that night when it went down. So but, was I. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, and I think, you know, I think Plaster was actually doing the game on television that night uh, because it was, on, it was on TV. But the fight happens. Then Dan Beebe was the uh, uh, commissioner at the time, and, and the suspensions came down. Or was it Delaney? I think it was BB by that. I, I think, think it was like BB at that point. It's like his first year or something, and and the suspensions come down, and uh, and that's when Bruce Stewart basically said said, "Okay, we're just going to take them all at one time," mm-hmm. and and instead of because everybody thought, oh, they would spread them out, you know, one here, one there, that kind of thing, and Bruce said, "Nope," and because nobody had more than a two game suspension, I don't think, and Bruce said. We're just going to take them all this week. If we have to forfeit games, we'll forfeit games. And we did. Well, and he did. And one of those was supposed to be at 
Tennessee State, which right. in those days that drew about 10,000 in either arena, whichever one it was. But anyways, it came about, and they got back to playing. They drafted uh, Caldwell and, and Tippins uh, off the football team to fill some slots, and, and Caldwell actually started. Uh, and he looked the part. I mean, you know what? Kenny's just a good, I mean, especially in college, just a good-looking guy, mm-hmm. tall, lean, uh, and 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 he looked the part. Now, Tippins, you know, was so bow-legged, a point guard could dribble through his legs, but he had he had, he looked more like a football player playing in basketball. basketball, yeah, playing basketball. But one of the games that. Uh, those two guys uh, filled in was against Murray State, and uh, and Caldwell's defensive assignment was Popeye Jones, and so that uh, he, he reminded me of that. But he also said that he, he when we on the call the other day when we were talking about him actually playing that third sport, he said, "Yeah, he goes, I, I, he goes, I tell my kids, he goes that I played three sports in college, and I got to start the first game I ever played in all three sports. I got to start and." Uh, which he started as a true freshman in baseball, football, and then for those two games in basketball, he uh, he uh, he uh, you know he was able to start those two games against OVC competition. That's pretty amazing. Yep, he's an amazing athlete and, and even a better guy. But good for him. Yeah, and he, good he for you be, to uh, good for you to be able to be involved in that. I, I think that speaks volumes to um, how well you're thought of over there well i i appreciate that but i i think you know i i kind of do these things a lot uh and so i you know i think it 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 helped carry out the ruse a little bit more because uh and i'd actually called and set it up with with uh with with uh with him and and said hey we're gonna do we want to do you know you did the interview prior to the super bowl can we do a follow-up when would be a good day for you to do it and and he i mean and he comes on the zoom call and he's got his he's got his super bowl champion cap on and his tampa bay super bowl champion t-shirts and and uh and so that that was funny it was funny to get Caldwell on there and then uh and then you know chris massaro came on to congratulate but brad you know, we were kind of holding them in the waiting room. So I just started out just talking about, you know, Todd Bowles' defense, you know, how that staff, you know, really did such a great job of, of changing what they typically do on defense and came along and and, uh, and and all that. And then got into, you know, the, the, the it was funny. We talked about the boat parade, and he goes – he goes. He, he said, "Any other from?" He goes, "After being involved in that, he goes, there will be no ground-based uh, Super Bowl celebration parade that will ever hold a candle to doing it on the water like they did in Tampa." And then about that time, we brought in uh, Brad, and and he uh, just uh, I, I introduced uh, I introduced Mike to to Brad, and and Brad did a great job of setting it up and. And then, uh, and then giving him the announcement, and you could just see Mike kind of taken aback, and that grin as 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 Brad kept talking, uh, Mike's grin got a little bit bigger as he was figuring out what was happening, and that that's so fun to watch those guys do that, and to uh, and uh, and and in particular that that's a great because that's so unique to be in the 
in the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, but he joins a lot of other Blue Raiders who have uh, you know connections there. Coach Donnelly's in, Coach Ensel's in, Kelly Holcomb. Uh, there have been a lot, and there are going to be several more. I would say uh, our girl Alicia Clark will be a, a first-rounder, our first ballot to, to go in when uh, her opportunity comes here very soon. And, you know, there will be others uh, along the way. But uh, that's a, it's a great, great honor, and uh, really it was fun to be part of. I think that's one of my favorite things that has uh, surfaced over the last couple of years are the uh, Hall of Fame surprise announcements. Those are really cool, and to see those reactions immediately, that's uh, especially on camera, That that's really cool, man. Chip, we appreciate it, man. It's always a fun time on Monday morning. You are a joy to listen to. <laughs> well, I appreciate the the uh, the opportunity every week and uh, look forward to talking Hope, to you next Monday. Hopefully, hopefully next we'll week. have a whole lot of stuff that will have happened between now and then. <laughs> That's what I was Ideally, say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nice. So we'll see. Oh man, well we appreciate it. we we never have a shortage of things to talk about with you, Chip. So uh, there's that that is always a positive, and we appreciate it. Again, Chip Walters on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. All right, see you boys. See you, JP. Later, Chip. <laughs> Chip is brought to you by the law office of Blake Kelly. Just give him a call, 615-305-4539. Find him on Facebook or Instagram. Or, and that's really preferred method, by the way, uh, Facebook or Instagram. But if you need a personal or injury lawyer, he's the guy. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about Coach Prime. <laughs> Everybody's talking about it. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We'll be right back. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. high school sports and beyond it's on southern middle tennessee sports today welcome back to the show appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on 1017 fm and on facebook if you are not on our facebook get there comment let us know what you think about coach prime it's gonna be a lot of fun uh because we still haven't figured out where the red uniforms came from. And if anybody has any idea, 
please let me know. I mean, I know that red is an accent color for Jackson State. I've covered their Southern Heritage game at the Liberty Bowl against Tennessee State on more than one occasion. I've never seen them wear red. They're either blue, they're white, they're blue and white, but red hasn't been much more than a stripe or a number outline. So, well, I think I, I think that's just part of prime time. Prime. Well, I mean, it's it's a complete rebrand of the idea, and it's an alternate jersey. And it's not something they're going to wear very often. Well, they wore the pants too. I, you know how I feel about colors from head to toe. Not a big fan. Um. um that's just too who much. else. Who else does the red on red? Page. There was somebody else that did it this year. We Buffalo. We we yelled. It might have been, but yeah, we, we we griped about it on here. That's just too much red, in particular. I mean, I don't dig it. I don't dig it. But you know, they didn't ask. Who am I? What do I know? They didn't ask me. Um, the Dion. You certainly see it. Yeah. Which. Would be right up Coach Prime's alley, as would his post game. Well, here's the thing: is that you know everybody, every coach on the sideline was wearing navy blue, except, except Coach Prime. The PA announcer would routinely throughout the game just say, "He's at the forty yard line," as if you could miss him, huh? Right. Um. So the Jackson State Tigers. Get a fifty-three to nothing win over Edwards Waters. Edward, uh, is it just Edward? Yes, yeah, just okay. Edward. One well, Edward. I'm gonna have to get on Ross Dellinger then. Has he got Edwards Waters. He does. Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> over Edward Waters, a former NAIA program that's transitioning to D two NCAA. Uh, pretty easy uh, game to win for. Jackson State in this particular and well should have been yeah I mean that that's that's what it was for yeah um now here's the thing is if if fifty three nothing went over Edward Waters in your in your coaching debut is going to get some press time it's probably going to get a little press time not much you know it's going to be hey by the way they won fifty three to nothing that's not good enough for Prime. Because Deion Sanders is going to make anything he can into a media opportunity. Sometimes he's going to take things and he may take away from his team. It may be about prime sometimes. But, and we talked to Teresa Phillips about this back in September when this came down. Isn't that kind of what you brought him for? That's exactly what you brought him for. So there you go. So and, so when somebody says in the aftermath of everything that went on last night, I feel sorry for Jackson State. No. Well, I don't feel sorry for Jackson State. It's exactly why he, it's why he's here. It went from a blurb on Sports Center maybe to a segment, right? I mean, we're not talking about Jackson State winning over Edward Waters for 10 minutes on this show or any other show, even if it's in Jackson, Mississippi. If not. For, if not, for his post-game press conference where he accused someone of stealing belongings from his office. His wallet, 
phone, watches, and other belongings were stolen out of the coach's office during the game, according to an article on The Athletic that just went up in the last little bit. So, Jackson State later released a statement saying that several items belonging to Coach Prime were taken from the locker room. I love that that's his official name. (laughs) But were quickly recovered and returned. Um, While we consider this an isolated incident, we are thoroughly reviewing security protocols to ensure this does not happen again, Athletics Director Ashley Robinson said. So this is funny because it's an isolated incident that's happened now twice in his tenure at Jackson State. But both times he's gotten his stuff back, though, because somebody <laughs> stole his, his boom box. His what, boom out, box out, out of his car. Yep. <laughs> and then be- they realized whose it was and gave it back. First of all, what? what <laughs> 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 I need to know about this boom right? box. That's that's. <laughs> That is the question. What does a what does a boombox in 2020, 2021 look like? Cuz Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 thinking Radio Rahim from Do the Right Thing. I mean, how many D-cell batteries did that thing take? I'm I'm There's there's so many ways, so many places. I got so many questions. Yeah. Did you see the boombox, Jay? I have not seen the boombox. I'm I'm intrigued by this. Who doesn't love a good boombox, though? Is, is is this one that you could actually get up on your shoulder? This is that's what I, I'm thinking. I like would John assume. Cusack. I mean, I'm thinking John Cusack. Yeah. You know? <laughs> is it is it really a boombox if you can't carry it on your shoulder? Well, that's exactly. True. That's the point of a boombox. I mean, that's that's a by definition. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, you you got to be able to strut with it. He doesn't have like a little JBL pill bluetooth like he's got a full on i bet i bet this has bluetooth capabilities i bet this is um this is a high-tech boombox designed to look like the classic boombox would be i I hope i hope it has a cassette player on the front that's all (laughs) yeah it's got to have two (laughs) at least (laughs) the dual cassette or what are you doing because what are you doing with your life if you don't have a boombox with two you can't make mixtapes without that. Yeah, one record, one with yeah. recording capabilities. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, <laughs> he 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 tweeted, "It was stolen, but they got it back. It was stolen out my personal bag in my office, and my assistant caught the gentleman in the process of stealing it, but she was alone." Added in another tweet, "Whoever putting out the lie that my belongings wasn't stolen is lying." All caps. Hmm. My belongings were taken out of a zip bag in my office, and more items were taken as well from my office. We have retrieved them since being reported. My staff member witnessed the crime. Why so, does he not have a locker or something? Or, or as somebody said, a safe. I mean, yeah, seriously, uh, dude. I it, mean, I, anyway, hindsight's twenty twenty. What you? What do you got? Because <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. So I googled boombox. And there is a Studebaker portable boombox with Bluetooth for one sixty nine ninety nine, just for what that's worth. Mm. And it's back backlit in blue. Oh, nice. Yeah, but um, I can't tell if it has cassette capabilities. It's got to. Otherwise, what's the point? Okay, first it does you- have the dial for the radio. You got to go with that rotary dial for radio. Yeah, front load CD. So. Okay. No, no cassettes. Mm, yeah. Boombox and CDs. That's CDs went all with the Walkman. I mean, that's 
that's a CD. Mm-hmm. You, classic CD portability is the Walkman, right? No. Okay, so so this boombox is a dual. It's probably six inches tall, maybe a foot wide. It's got the dual speakers on the front. There's actually a third speaker on there. It is Bluetooth capable. Um, after a citywide search for the prized possession, his prized <laughs> possession, according to TMZ. What does it say? APV on this? I guess there was. Uh, um, <laughs> is, that, is that the right acronym? Mm, mm, yes. With the return of the boombox was a handwritten note that said, quote, man, they wild. Hmm. They say they didn't know, but I ain't tripping over no bread. Just please bring back hope to Jackson. Hit me up. A winning season would be great. Wow. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Dion, his boombox, and his belongings are all reunited, and they get set to take on <laughs> Mississippi Valley State in their SWAC opener next weekend. Devils. Delta Devils. The good devils. Willie Totten and Jerry Rice ain't walking through that door, though. So, You don't know that? Jerry may show up. Well, Troy Aikman showed up yesterday. Troy Aikman. So, <laughs> I mean, he videoed, but yeah. I mean, that's another thing. We might be seeing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... But again, that's what they brought him for. $12 million in media exposure since Prime has been announced as coach. $12 million in free free media exposure. They've already got their money back. I mean, I don't know what they're paying them, but I I can't imagine it's insane. You know, he doesn't need the money. I can't imagine it's insane. So I'm sure he took a... I'm still trying to figure what the end game is for Dion, because, you know, with all due respect to Jackson State University, I'm just not sure that Dion went into this wanting to spend the next 15 years as head coach at Jackson State. I don't know the backstory. Did he approach them or did they approach Dion? And it, and if you're Jackson State, how do you know to approach Dion? <laughs> He's never done this before. Prime Prep Academy. I think that proved that he wanted to be involved in coaching football at some level. Uh, that didn't go that great, though. No, but he got the itch. He knew they knew that he wanted to coach because of it. Now, there were some issues with it, you know, legally and all kinds of other things. But, I mean, they, they, he don't have to worry about that with, you know, a higher education institution. He doesn't have to worry about the legalities and the whatever else goes along with it. He just has to show up and coach football. Now, uh, that being said, eh, I don't know who approached who. What I can say is that I don't know what the end game is, what I – I truly believe, I truly believe this, Mo. I think the goal, whether it be a personal goal or not, is to bring validity and 
the history back to HBCUs, bringing people back to HBCUs and instead of the the exploitation that many believe happens at the D1 level, at the FBS level, the Power 5 level, that's what he's selling to these kids. We're not going to exploit you. We're going to celebrate you. We're going to celebrate your heritage. We're going to celebrate what, who you are and not because of your football ability. We're going to celebrate you as a person. And I think if that's what he's trying to do, then I applaud him because I think there is value in HBCU, not just in the university, but in their athletic programs. I don't think there's any question. Uh, and, and bringing it a little more mainstream, sprinkling it into the mainstream, which obviously you just quoted, what, $12 million valuation for media coverage, uh, the value there. I mean, uh, and, and as you talk about what we're doing today, you know, they had, I mean, it's, it's a big deal when primetime is, is coaching and, yeah, it brings acknowledgement. It, it provides historical reference um, and education about what these, um, you know, historically black colleges and universities have done for um, those that attended and went to these places. And um, here in the midst of a pandemic that has forced many FCS programs to play in a time where otherwise you would not have football, it's kind of been a perfect storm. I mean, if this game had taken place over Labor Day weekend with everything else in an ordinary football season, it gets swallowed up even with it's lost everything yeah. that happened after the game. It's a good so, point. so it's a good point. Yeah, this is kind of I mean, meant to be. I mean, we've we've like you said, we spent about twelve minutes talking about Jackson State. Yeah, we've never done that otherwise. Let's take a quick break because when we come back, we got one last segment. We'll mention the Preds, UT. Women, men, NASCAR. We'll try to get all all of that in in short mentions on the other side of a break. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into the show as we approach the top of the hour, about nine minutes away from the top of the hour. Real quick, we want to get in several mentions here. Mo, you text me over the weekend how frustrating it is if you're a Tennessee Hoops fan. Doesn't matter if it's men or women's. The uh, the men get embarrassed at home by Kentucky, which is 
not surprising after, you know, we just keep seeing this team go on a roller coaster. So you can't be surprised at all when this happens. You can't be surprised when anything happens, really. I mean, they go to Rupp, they rally in the second half, they beat them by 10 at Rupp, and then you turn around and lose at TBA by 15 finally and trail by more than that for most of the game. I mean, it's it's just tough to figure this team out. It's And, it, and it's frustrating because when they play at their best, they can play with anybody in the country. That's the thing. I mean, it just it, I feel like this team could either be in the elite eight or they could get upset in by the first round. twelve seed. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's insane. I don't know. And it wouldn't even be an upset. No, not to me. I mean, uh, obviously people would call it that, but it would not be surprising to anybody who's watched this team all, At all. year. Yeah, yeah. So, so and then and then the women yesterday played from behind all game get it down to two late, and then they have two trash possessions in the last 10 seconds. Put up a three at the end. When I don't I don't even know why you're shooting a three right there. Get a two-pointer tied and go to overtime. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm that closer is better guy. So, but, you know, the, the possession before that, Renaya Davis drives it off the right baseline and then tries to dump it into the paint, turns it over. She needs to be looking for her shot in that situation. Some kind of way they tie it up afterwards and, and get the ball back for a Davis three. And and Renaya Davis has been the saving grace for that team so often over the course of this season. I mean, she's one of the best players in the Southeastern Conference. But... Should have been looking for her shot on the first possession. Didn't need a three on the second possession. Tough end of the game for her. Yeah, you're right. I mean, what are you going to do? It's Renai Davis. You want the ball in her hands. You want the ball in her hands. Let her do what she's going to do. And I get dumping it off if necessary, but you know, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give Renai Davis any grief right now. I'm gonna let her do her thing is a road a road loss to a team that's supposedly just as good as you nationally ranked yeah it's a team that you have lost to twice by a total of three points so i mean i think it would be difficult for georgia to beat them again that's what i think based on what well i mean to be fair it was difficult for georgia to beat them each of these first two times they just did well i'm just saying it's uh you know it's hard to beat a good team three times uh that's a, that's that's the motto, right? That's another one of those old wives' tales, huh? Because yeah. you spend a lot of time around old people. <laughs> it's old coaches' tales. Okay. But no, I, I mean, and Kelly Harper is just a really good coach. Again, Tennessee women very much on that. They're in that level of it. They still, despite the South Carolina win, they're still in a. Maybe situation. they had too much preparation time for Georgia. Maybe so. That's Maybe they needed less time, kind of like they did for South Carolina. Don't think, play. Just play. Don't think, play. Don't think, you only hurt the team. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's that. So, yeah, again, also a team that's struggling to finish down the stretch in, in close ball games. It's understandable. It is what it is. Um, I'm just excited to see how this team plays in the tournament. I think they're. I think they're going to be very good. So. 
before you leave, right. before you leave college basketball, I, I do need to to just make a a note. Uh, Vandy nearly upset Alabama. Lost to Alabama by the same score that uh-huh. they lost to Kentucky by yeah. earlier in the week. 82-78 games. They were in that game up to the last minute. Um, they're playing better. They are. They're playing consistently better. And, you know, so it just, I, I, would had admit, to, I had to make that note. That has to be, <laughs> I would think that has to be tough for Jerry Stackhouse to hear, though. Yeah. We're playing better. We're playing better. Because he doesn't strike me as the moral victories no. type guy. No, that's He's, what we fan, Vandy fans are, are all, we're, we're pros at, at moral victories. Look, we're heading in the right direction. Yep. Will Stackhouse get them there? I think he will. So I, I'm curious to see how that one goes, too. Absolutely. So I just had to mention that. I appreciate it. You're good. A couple minutes there. Um, no moral victories for the Preds on Saturday night. No, they, they got a real one. Um, <laughs> one that actually counts in the standings. Yeah, to go up uh, 2-0 in the first period. Uh, second period was less than stellar. Gave up a couple of goals in about 90 seconds. One of them shorthanded. Surprise. Yeah, Uh, and then uh, Jan Kruk goes off for, uh, he finds the back of the net, and then, boom, Philip Forsberg, literally 29 seconds later, puts another one in the back. Scoresberg. Exactly, (laughs) at this point. At this point, he is. I like it. Uh, Jan Kruk had two goals, Forsberg had one, and then Colton Sissons had the other Big win for the Preds. They move to seven and ten. Uh, Blue Jackets go to eight, seven, and four. Preds got the Red Wings coming up, and then the Blue Jackets come to Bridgestone next week. So that's going to be the again. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the six game stretch that they need to go at least four and two on, which means they need to sweep either the Red Wings or the Blue Jackets in these next two game series. That's correct. And finally. Second week in a row, first-time winner at Daytona, this time on a road course. Christopher Bell gets his first NASCAR win. Congratulations to that young man. It was a really fun race, because when, especially when, fun Chase, race. when Chase Elliott got pushed off the track and yeah. lost the position. That was just crazy. So it gave Christopher Bell a chance. And uh, congratulations to that young man, 26 years old. All right. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m., Check us out on 1017 FM. If you missed any part of today's show, get on the podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search SM-TN Sports today. SM-TNSports.com tonight for basketball coverage for J.P. Plant. Maurice Patton, I'm Chris Yao saying stay cool, Columbia.